you deserve to live life with confidence. We're your hosts, Brooke Brewer and Danny Mullen here from Raw Fitness. Confidently Flawed is a podcast dedicated to bringing you the secret sauce and helping you look good and feel even better. What's holding you back from being the most confident you? Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Confidently Flawed. It's your host, Brooke and Danny here, and we are so excited to be joined by a very, very special guest, not only for one episode, but for a few episodes. We are going to kick off a series that's surrounding the topics of just leadership and life, and hope and habits is kind of the concept of the next few episodes, but With that, we have a guest that is a life and leadership coach that is coming on that's got so much incredible knowledge from so many different motivational speakers. And, you know, he's been doing this for quite some time. He is actually a former principal from Chippewa Valley, I believe, for over 20 years. And so we've just got so much great information to be shared with you guys from him. And we're, Danny, I mean, are you excited for this or what? I'm super excited, Brooke. Uh, Ted and I met uh, just a few weeks back, actually, and we uh, we we planned just to to meet for you know just a, a quick conversation, and we I think we talked for what like an hour and a half just yeah. about leadership, no. about fitness. We 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 kind of went on and on, and um, his his values match perfectly with what we do here at Raw. So I was like, you know what, we we got to have you on here for an episode. You ready for this? Ready. Let's do it. Awesome, Ted. Super excited to have you on, man. Awesome. Well, before we get started, Ted, would you, no, yeah. Would you mind just giving us a little bit of information on yourself kind of before we dive in? Cause you've got a wonderful resume. Sure. Uh, I actually, I was an educator for 32 years, eight years as a middle school and high school science teacher and 24 years as a principal. I was assistant principal in a middle school for four years and a principal for 20 years. Um, I was also a coach, coached junior high football, varsity baseball. And as a teen, I was involved with fitness. I was a competitive team bodybuilder, which is always exciting to watch the old videos. And also played uh, football at uh, Ferris State for a year uh, as a tailback. So that's kind of a a brief introduction to who I am. Uh, And I work with different uh, companies, schools, people that need coaching. Um, on life or leadership ideas. I'm there to help. And that's what I do. I love it. Well, awesome. Well, let's, you've got some wonderful things that you want to talk about. So I will give you the microphone and you can share what you got for us. Thank you very much. Well, hello, everybody. I can't see you, but you can hear me. Uh, today, we're actually talk about, about hope because hope is really the foundation of all that we do. And I'm going to share a quick story. Uh, it was a couple of months back, and I was watching the the news, which is sad at times and frustrating at times as well. But it dealt with an area that was decimated by a tornado. And this, this woman was standing in the middle of nowhere, the middle of nothing, just decimation in Oklahoma. And she was explaining to the, to the reporter what had gone on, and she goes, uh, this woman was in a tornado shelter underground. It was like a tomb. And it was just total devastation. Her neighbor began cleaning her devastated home with a small, small backhoe. And he stated, I don't have much money, but I want to help clean and clear a new life for my neighbor. The tornado, the tornado lady, the, the reporter was interviewing, and she stated 
seeing my neighbor helping me gives me hope. Just that person saying, you know what, I'm going to clear the land and do something for my neighbor gives me hope that I can rebuild my life and my house. And I thank God that no one died in my neighborhood. And really just this clearing of the land is enough to give me hope that I can continue on with life and life will get better. So that's kind of hope in a, in a nutshell. And I also have a, a quote by Augustine of Hippo. So it's an old one. And it states, hope has two beautiful daughters. Their names are anger and courage. Anger at the ways things are and courage to see what they what they do not remain as they are. So you think to yourself, what is hope to you? So I'm turning to my, my friend over here, Danny, and it states over here, so hope has two daughters, anger and courage. Anger at the way things are and courage to see that they do not remain as they are. So what does that quote mean to you? Oh man, I think it's that that's a, it's an interesting one to to think about, you know, with uh like the I like I like the analogies of the the two beautiful daughters, right? And like I think the the thing with hope is when when we're seeking hope, when we have hope, a lot of times it's coming from a negative situation, right? You know, it's coming sure. from I'm hoping that this too shall pass, if you will, right? And and I think this this quote, which is really cool, is um, a way to show that, like, yes, you might be angry, yes, you might be upset, yes, things might seem difficult or tough, but hope is all about having that courage to say, like, even if I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet, like, I I'm having faith, I'm having hope, I'm having courage enough to say, I'm still going to move towards that because it's going to, it's going to get me into a better state, even though I don't necessarily see that, you know, that that's kind of, to me, what this quote kind of the, the thoughts that I have when I think about this quote. Sure. And that's, that's a wonderful analogy or a nice way of summarizing what hope is. Hope is just not saying, Hey, I want things to change. It's really belief in action. You have to do something. Yeah. You have to do something to change your situation, much like the guy just cleaning up the area. He didn't have any money to get the lady, but let's start cleaning up the area so you have some hope that we can rebuild our lives. Mm. So let's rebuild our lives in hope. And today's lesson on hope, I'll be sharing some information with you. And a lot of this information comes from my my mentor, John Maxwell, uh, being a certified teacher, leader, and coach. Um, I gain a lot of information from him. And this lesson is one of the lessons that comes from John Maxwell. And he states, few words are more positive and promising than hope. John Maxwell believes that hope can be the greatest asset for a person or organization. And it is often the difference between success and failure. But what is really hope? And hope is just something more than just saying, oh, I'm going to feel better. Let's talk about low hope people. Low hope people are those that avoid problems. They focus on symptoms, they feed their fear, they get tired, they give up. So you may fall into one of those areas. I definitely do at times. And it's kind of ebb and flow of how our lives flow with hope. So don't think, oh my gosh, this is who I am. We're all, we all fall prey to this, but we don't want to stay in that space. Versus high hope people engage in problem solving. They focus on solutions. They feed their faith. 
they get inspired, and they work harder. So you don't want to hang around a person that always is negative. That negative person is not giving any benefit to you. If they're just saying, hey, they're just complaining all the time and not providing solutions, then they're not probably the best friend for you because they're just worried about themselves and trying to drag you down that rabbit hole of negativity. Yeah. And hope will help bring you out and say, well, wait a minute, I'll listen a bit, but you know what? Let's, let's, let's turn the narrative. Let's turn the narrative and say, what can we do to make our lives or your life more positive? And hopefully after uh, today, you'll have some ideas to gain uh, a better understanding of, of creating a hopeful life and some hopeful habits. Um, psychologist Shane Lopez says, when we, when we hope, we have expectations for the future and a clear uh, view of the obstacles that we need to overcome in order to get there. We are primed for action. The negative things in life may attract our attention and open our eyes to the needs for change. But only hope takes us forward to do something positive about them. So it's just more than just to be stuck in that negative mindset. It's to actually raise yourself up and and do whatever you can and surround yourself by people that will help you raise your your emotional state. And there's a couple of gentlemen, uh, Casey Gwynn and Chan Hellman, who actually started Camp Hope America. It helps kids that have gone through extreme trauma in their lives. And they create this summer camp that actually believes that hope and everything, no matter what your circumstances, you can overcome your obstacles. And they they take it to the nth degree and, and actually create this camp for those kids that have suffered trauma in their lives. Um, another idea is... You need to create goals. And I, I like to call them promises. I think promises are, are stronger than goals. Promises to yourself. And really, that's what it's about is promises to yourself and then also to others. But it starts with yourself. And if you create promises and or goals, they're much stronger than just saying, eh, I'm going to try this and see if it works. So that's my belief. I, I, I enjoy the word promises uh, more so than, than goals. So it's important to really create goals, even if it's just one thing. And today we'll talk about some ideas to create uh, a habit that will change your life. And hope, I'm going to use another quote by Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people and how to stop worrying and start living. Dale Carnegie, he was around for many, many years. He know, He's no longer with us, but provides a wealth of information. And he states, most of the things in the world would have been accomplished by people who have kept on trying when there seemed to be no hope at all. The truth is, while others who lack hope do nothing, people with hope have the willpower to keep believing and keep working to make the world a better place. So that's really what it's about, is really creating an environment to make it better for others. But it always starts with you. That's why it's hope and habits. It's your own habits that have to, to, to create those, those changes in your mind or those promises that you want to keep to yourself to make you a better person so you're not hopeless, you're hopeful. Now, what are the benefits of a, of a, of a life filled with, with uh, hope? Well, you're inspired to believe in yourself and others. That's one. Two is you're, you become optimistic about your future. 
You're just not like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. It's always going to be this way. Another benefit is you become confident that you can create positive change in your world. Not only within yourself, but you can create positive change in others. And you can you can say to yourself, all right, I'm going to make this change. It's a small change, but I'm also going to try to lead by example. Another one, you're motivated to take action. You're just not going to say it. You're going to track your success. And hopefully have an accountability partner or someone that you can you can join this journey with. Five, you find the energy to keep going, even though you're feeling tired or discouraged. The word grit, you hear the word grit being spoken, and the definition of grit is passion plus perseverance. The passion we're talking about is, I mean, you're going to do anything it possibly takes to achieve that promise. That's what that's what grit is about, is the passion to sacrifice and suffer to obtain your promise or your goal. Last benefit, you your beliefs attract other people, inspires them to join you. So your positive energy is, is very evident. So when you're positive, people actually feel your energy. There's scientific research to state that they can, people actually feel your energy that are close by. And you've seen people in your life. You like to hang around people that are positive by nature as opposed to always being negative. It's like, oh, no, I got to talk to so-and-so again. You know it's going to be negative. You know it's going to be, uh What do they call it? The energy vampires? Yeah, yeah, that's my boy. John Gordon calls it the energy vampires. They just suck the positive energy. You walk in the room and there's a vacuum of negativity. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it gets gets sucked up. It's like, whoa. You don't want to be by those kind of people. It's okay to complain at times, but then there's a limit and say, you know what? It's time to move on. Well, it doesn't serve you, right? You know, after no. talking about, you know, it doesn't serve you at all. Yeah. Uh, so, what are some steps to follow to create a more hopeful life? Number one is cultivate hope for yourself. That means you have to do something to be a hopeful person or more hopeful. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, another one is develop hope for your changing world. That means you can do something to make a difference. But start with yourself. You can't really change anyone else. You've heard this over and over, but you can truly change who you are. And that's really what hope is about, is changing that one thing about you to make you a better person. And then, of course, take action with other hopeful people. So try to surround yourself by hopeful people. That's an important part of all of this, is to really surround yourself with positivity. Um, because the world can be so negative and polarizing. And I think we're seeing that mo- now more than ever. The negativity is just amazing. It, it could be this person or this party against this party. We're all part of one nation. So we should be there to help each other. And I could never imagine as a school principal to say, okay, we're, we have these separate factions in this school. We're all there to help and care for the kids. If it's your kid, of course, but it's the other child too. You're there to watch out for the other child and care for the other child. That's what it's about, is really to care for each other as a a community. So that's a quick hope lesson. Oh, not too bad. 10 or so minutes, 13 minutes. But we're going to now try to evaluate ourselves. So let's evaluate ourselves. Let's, based on what I've said in this short lesson, on a scale of one to ten, we're gonna put Danny on the spot now, unfortunately. 
Brooke, I'd put you on the spot, but well, maybe I will put you on the spot. Uh-oh. You know what? I'm going to put you on the spot. You're oh, right. on the spot for this first question. You can see the anxiety in her eyes. Thinking, <laughs> oh my gosh. What is teacher Ted going to say? <laughs> Remember, I can't divorce myself from being an educator. Oh, so it's, right. all, it's, just, it's part of who I am of mm-hmm. 32 years. I'm giving some time for Brooke to take a deep breath. Um, so we're going to, we're going to pepper her with a couple on a scale of one to 10. How would you rate yourself in the quality of hope? And then also, why did you give yourself that rating? So are you uh, one to 10? Are you a hopeful person for the most part? And why? Um, I would say I'm about an eight. I, um, I, I would consider myself a very hopeful person. Um, I, I definitely, I've gone through a lot in my life and I'm going through a lot right now. And I think that through that, I still have hope and I'm still not giving up and I'm still moving forward with all of the crazy life challenges that it's been thrown me. And so I would, I would say I actually, I would scale myself pretty high in the hope scale. All right. We're not going to ask Danny. Uh, We don't want to ask too many questions. I got out of it. Yeah, you got to have it. Uh, Next question. Brooke, this is to you again. Okay. What benefits would you receive from uh, or by improving your rating? So you already got a high rating. An eight is awfully strong. Um, so maybe we should ask we should ask Danny how would he rate himself, but maybe he would also be an eight, thinking, "Oh my gosh, I don't have to say anything." But <laughs> what what can you do in those those spots in which you you feel darkness? What could you do to help improve not your rating, but really your your hopeful nature? You mentioned you've gone through. Uh, uh, some things, so to speak, uh, lately, and um, those have been a challenge. So, what could you do to be more hopeful? Um. Ooh, wow, you really put me on the spot. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think, like, kind of before you had said this, you phrased like, "What could me being like rating it better help?" maybe even me. And I think the first thing that came to my mind was I think that like me raising that scale, which I don't necessarily know how I could do that, but I think that do getting it more will help other people. Um, like I've always loved to serve other people. So I think, you know, if I were to raise that scale, I think that would spill over to other people. You know, you've made a lot of remarks of how, um, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people and, and how that makes an impact. And I think that um, increasing my scale of hope can just serve other people aside from just serving me. And I think, especially just thinking of what we're going through right now and in our life that um, like, I know that my hope can help other people with what they're going through. I don't know if that was the right answer to your question, but it's your answer. And that's really is how do you become more hopeful? This next one will, we'll give it to Danny. So do you know anyone who exemplifies this quality of hope? And what do you admire most about that person? And if you say, eh, not really, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's, there's probably a couple people that come to mind. Um, I'd say even Brooke is probably one of those. Uh, Brooke is always usually pretty positive and always looking for the, 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 the good in situations, you know? Um, and, and I admire that cause I, I, I'm a, I feel like I'm, when you ask like, how would you rate yourself with hope? I feel very like I'm very optimistic that I feel like I can achieve anything, but I also have crippling insecurities at the same time that like leads me to not have hope. You know what I mean? So it's like, 
some parts of me, I feel like a 10 and some parts I feel like a one, you know what I mean? So I think to, to kind of answer your question, like, I think for me, I'm, I'm definitely not an energy vampire per se, but I, I tend to always like my first reaction is like the negative, right? If something happens, you know, instead of like a brook, like looking for the positive, looking for the good and like, how can I, how, how can this be a positive or how can I get out of this situation or whatever it is or improve it? I have a tendency to just like go right to like end of world, like things are bad. You know what I mean? And eventually I get out of that, you know, but um, so I think for me, looking at the people that come to mind for me, it's, it's the ability to take stress or take a stressful situation and just almost like let it like roll off their shoulder, at least from my perception, right? They're able to like, hey, I get it. Like, it's hard. It's difficult. So what? You know what I mean? Like, the, like and, you know, kind of approach. Like, I'm still going to move forward. I'm still going. I'm, I'm sure this too shall pass, right? Like, having like that mindset of just like calmness to it, um, I, I really admire things like that. You know what I mean? So I think that's a... That's something for me that I really admire for those kind of people when I look at it is, is that perspective of what that kind of, like how they handle those kind of situations. Sure. Brooke, you have anything to add? No, but you got me crying over here. I'm glad you guys were over there looking at each other. <laughs> my eyes were like welting, but no, thank you, Danny. Thank you. <laughs> well, it, it, it is an emotional uh, topic. So uh, when I lead groups, um, Many times it's very emotional. You'll see people crying. So talk about their families. They'll talk about their friends. And it really brings up memories of either positive things and or negative things mm-hmm. or things that they would like to change. And that is a, a very natural thing. So you're a hopeful person. You you, de- you When you rate yourself an eight, it's pretty rare, just so you know. And I've, I, I've done this numerous times with groups. Um, these action tables and to be an eight is, is, is wonderful. So you're, you're a hopeful person by nature. Well, the next part, and I'm going to end it at this for this episode is a specific action. So what you're going to do between now and a week from now is, is an action. It'd be nice if you actually had an accountability partner. Even if you're talking to someone about your action, I'm going to give you some examples. I'm going to give you some examples that came from another leadership team. And I think it, uh, it'll, it'll serve as a good reminder for yourself of what you could do to change your life and create more hope. So let me provide these examples to you, and that may spur your thought. The idea, once again, is to write something down that you will do over this next week, and actually probably over the next two weeks. If this is a three-part series, we'll try to keep these same habits for week one, two, and three, and hopefully it goes beyond that because it takes at least 30 days to solidify a habit, or I call it a promise, but more like 90 days. So it's something, for example, like this. One person stated they want to meditate 15 minutes per day, Exercise four times per week, all electronics off 30 minutes per day to enhance family, love, and uh, communication. Another person, be totally present. What does that look like for family? 
That means off the electronics. Don't uh, look at your watch from the time I get home to the time that the kids go to bed. Another person. Walk the dogs the dogs two times per day for physical and mental health of both dogs and me. So they want to be a dog walker. They're dogs. Uh, another person said, live my daily and weekly calendar. Stay focused and committed with time and tasks. I'm going to add to that one. Really, anything that you schedule, everything of value should be scheduled. Everything of value should be scheduled. That means it should be on a calendar. So you have to really live by a calendar, even if it's your workout. Try it for a week. Schedule everything of value for one week. That could be your your uh, your hope uh, activity. Another one, continue with spending the first two hours of the day to self. That's like 5.30. This person said 5.30 to 7.30. And then the last 30 minutes of the two-hour morning block is prayer with husband. So they want some private time. And if you've never tried that before, just try sitting in silence with no one around. Even if it's try for five minutes, it's very, very odd. It's unique if you've never done it before. So try that. That's an idea as well. Another one is limit time working at home to two nights per week and exercise three nights per week. No phone between 6 and 7 p.m. That's every night to increase family time and be present with her boys. Um. Another one to give you more ideas is walk the dog. We said that once per day, mutual exercise, leave work on time four times per week. This person was a continually was a was a workaholic and she realized I have to leave work on time at least four days a week. Another person said uh, yoga daily for 30 minutes and also write in gratitude journal daily. So those are some ideas that you can try, even if it's just one. Really, you don't want any more than one, possibly two max, uh, to try to change or to try to create a habit that will make you more helpful or hopeful and improve your physical and mental health. So give any one of those a try. I will add some of these documents to uh, the website so you'll have those. And uh, I'll see you in the next episode. Awesome. And really quickly, I want to make sure that you, um, I know we have a couple more episodes with you, but as people are tuning in and listening, how can people connect with you? Do you have a website? Do you have any sort of way that people like social medias that people can connect with you at? Yes. And yes. Uh, really all my social media links are at uh, realtedtalk.com. So realtedtalk.com. Yes. That's my, uh, my, my, uh, my website. And from there, you can go on Instagram, you can go on uh, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. I'm more of a LinkedIn person. You won't see much on, on Instagram. Uh, you'll see primarily on, on LinkedIn and Facebook. But my website also has information, once again, at realtedtalk.com. All one word, realtedtalk.com. Awesome. I will put all of those listeners in the show notes for you guys to listen to. It'll also be included in our blog and our website. But until then, Ted, thank you so much for joining us this week. I'm super excited for our next week's conversation, which is on the subject of habits. 
and then we're going to put it all together. So if you got value from this episode, please share it or um, post it on your social media for friends to listen to or give us a rating and review if you have yet to do that. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Confidently Flawed.